All right, welcome back to the Somerville Advice Givers Podcast. I am your host, Yaden, and I'm really excited this week to have with us on the show as a guest, Rachel Cole. Rachel, welcome. Thank you. So Rachel is um, the, what's your official title of Smooth Sailing Event Coordinating? Owner. Owner, producer, expert, uh, coffee maker, etc. Does all. All of that. Rachel's with Smooth Sailing Event Coordinating right here in Somerville. So a lot of people know you in Somerville, so I'm not going to talk too much. Why don't you share with us your story? How'd you get started doing what you do? Where'd you come from? How'd you get here? What do you love? All right. So I am from Somerville originally. My family's been here my whole life. Um, I went to Wofford College and was fortunate enough to get a scholarship for a volunteer-based community service scholarship. So I, through high school, did a lot of volunteering and community service outreach, which is kind of where my career path all started. Um, through college, did a lot of event stuff with the college and with my sorority, and after college, that kind of just continued on. So I got really involved with a lot of nonprofits in town and started planning fundraisers and events for them, which kind of led me to starting my own company about two years ago, where I focus on events being uh, weddings, corporate events, but primary focus on nonprofits and fundraising. Give us an example of... Or the the latest event that you helped, I guess, produce. What do you call it? Host. Coordinate. Coordinate. Okay. The what's the last event that you helped coordinate here in Somerville? Um, for fundraising events, uh, the next upcoming one is actually okay. for Meals on Wheels, which is a five k run. Event coordinating. Why is that? How is that a thing? How well, does that? How does that help the organization? I guess they, they make more money working with you than they do on there, or it's easier, something like that. All of the above. All so of the above. I have quite a background and history of coordinating events. Well, I mean, a community so, scholarship, yeah. a scholarship on community service. Right. That's a new one for me. I hadn't heard that yeah, one. Yeah, it's a great program. Um, but I, you know, I have a lot of experience with event coordinating and ways to be efficient without necessarily spending the dollars. A lot of our local small nonprofits don't have a dedicated development person to do their fundraising. So the board of directors is required to do it or the executive director is having to do it or just (laughs) volunteers. Come join the board for this volunteer. It's, we need help. Exactly. So they are. Subtext, you are now our chief fundraiser. Right. And most of them don't know what to do or how to do it or have a full-time job and family and everything else. So they need somebody that they can hold accountable and that is responsible to get the job done and knows what they're doing and how to get it done, such as town applications for an event permit or reserving all the logistical things that have to be done. Um, So it's really a big focus on the logistical side of things. Stuff that you wouldn't even know about. Right. (laughs) Wait, I need a permit for this? Right. What did you do before? Your own, your own business. What'd you do before uh, smooth sailing? So, like bef- ha- wh- the story of how you decided to launch this operation. So, before I started my company, I was working with Dorchester Children's Center, Children in Crisis, uh, which is a child advocacy center in Somerville that works with abused and neglected children. I was their fund development director, so I was responsible for their fundraising, uh, their events, and their relationships with donors. Uh, and I absolutely loved it, but did see the need for the smaller nonprofits to have that assistance as well. Wanted to be able to work with multiple nonprofits at a time, which is why I decided to kind of go out on my own and start the company. Okay. 
So you, you were in an organization that had the resources to have someone on staff full time doing basically what you do now. Right. For the smaller organizations, like, look, we don't have the budget to hire someone to be on staff. We don't have the volunteers to get this done. We, we know we need help. Where can we turn? And that's me. That's, they come that's to you. Me. Yep. That's you. Exactly. That's awesome. Yep. So I help them with every step of the way with sponsorship development, how to go out and ask for the assistance in the community, how to do applications for uh, sponsorships with the larger organizations, work with the volunteers on how to ask for auction donations or do interviews with the TV stations or get press releases out. Everything from A to Z on the logistical side of getting the event taken care of. Nice. Okay. So here's a question like nitty gritty. What sort of increase do organizations see? Like, okay, last year we had this event, we raised X. You know, let's just arbitrarily say we raised $1,000. What sort of percentage of increase are organizations seeing when suddenly they don't have to worry about all the details or, you know, they have a professional on their team helping them? So this is only my second year in business, so it's kind of hard to give that as I'm just starting my second round of events with the consistent organizations I've been working with. But the benefit um, that we've seen so far is there's no additional cost for the fundraiser. Even though they're paying me, I'm able to help uh, analyze their budgets and get things reallocated or um, take out some things that they maybe were having to pay somebody for before, like a graphic designer Mm -hmm. or somebody to um, go out and do different um, marketing tasks and things of that nature. I can take that away. And so there's no additional cost to to those that I have worked with already. Um, They're able to Manipulate so th- the at budget. At the very least, it's just more efficient right. and less actual work that they have to do for the same amount of money. Exactly. Yep. And it's got somebody that, that knows what they're doing and can help train the volunteers to get out and, and be able to mm-hmm. do the parts that they love. So if it's a 5K run and we've got a volunteer that absolutely loves um, you know, working the day of at the water station, they can go and do that. They're not being... Um, forced to do registration they don't have or cleanup. They guilty. They're right. like, oh, I still have to get my three sponsorships. Right. They can do <laughs> the part that they enjoy, whatever that part might be. That's fantastic. That's hugely valuable. I like to think so. <laughs> uh, I'm a big fan of finding people who are smarter than me to help me with stuff that I'm not very good at. And you know, having, especially if it doesn't cost, if it doesn't end up costing anything else. That's a huge service to nonprofits. So, Rachel, as an expert in your field, we're just gonna, you know, event organization, hosting, coordinating, what are five, doesn't have to be five, could be several, could be three, could be six. What are three or more pieces of advice that you could give the average person to improve their life? John's going to disagree with this one because he hates it. Um, but my John, <laughs> you can come be a guest on the podcast <laughs> my, and do a rebuttal. Totally fine. First suggestion is to plan as far in advance as possible. <laughs> <laughs> um, that would be with any type of event, whether it be a nonprofit event, a wedding, um, or even just a corporate event. The the further out you can get your date on paper and secured, the better off. This town is growing so much, and there's so much happening all the time. 
and uh, you know it's not always available to go have an event on Hutchinson Square anymore or right. to do something on the trail. There are a lot of organizations, uh, and there is limited venue space in Somerville. So plan as far in advance as possible. Uh, most events, uh, whether they be fundraisers or weddings, uh, take at least a year. It's kind of an ongoing thing that you need to work on by the time you finish a wrap up and start planning for the next year. So give yourself plenty of time to properly execute a plan for an event. At least a year. At least a year. At least a year. Okay, good. Plan as far in advance as possible. Second piece of advice would be uh, surround yourself or engage those that want to support your cause. So if you are working with a child advocacy center, find individuals that have a passion for children. If you're working with a animal rescue, find individuals that have a passion for animals and then allow them to focus on the area that they enjoy working on. So often we volunteer to be part of an organization and want to have a direct impact in one way, but we're pulled and forced to do something else. So we might be forced to make calls for sponsorships when really we want to spend the time taking the dogs to an adoption mm-hmm. uh, event. Mm-hmm. So find those individuals that that have a specific desire to be part of your organization and try really hard to let them work in that area that they initially wanted to be a part of. What would you say to somebody who is thinking of, who's been asked to be on the board of directors for a nonprofit? <laughs> oh, run. <laughs> run away. No. Uh, I, I think it's important to make sure that you can fully commit. So it is a serious obligation and it's a serious commitment to make. So if you are considering joining a board, whether it's a nonprofit or board or not, um, make sure that it's something that you're going to make a priority and have time for. A lot of times you have individuals that just want to do it as a resume builder or that want to do it because right. they think it's something that they need to do. But if you can't fully commit, allow that that seat to be available for somebody else mm-hmm. because the board does need every person to play their role, uh, whatever that role may be. And if you can't be an active participant, then you know, everybody has a time and a season, so wait till your time and season mm-hmm. to, to take that role on. That's definitely right. How many nonprofits are there that you know of just in Somerville? Oh. There's smoke coming out of her ears, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. There, there's <laughs> it increases, I feel like, every day. So, so more than five? Oh, yeah. I would say <laughs> we're at probably close to 100 if, wow. you, if you factor them all in. So, listeners, if you're out there thinking, I can't find a nonprofit to connect with, talk with Rachel. Oh, there are plenty. (laughs) You know, they are out there. There are organizations doing great things, and we actually have some lined up to be guests on the show. I'm excited about that. All right, so now we'll move right into the final four. Four questions. All right? Okay. So, when work is over and it's time to play, what do you like to do for fun? Travel. We love to to explore the world, um, visit new places, see different things, and live in the culture that we are visiting. What's the What's the most recent place that you have traveled to? Costa Rica. Ooh. Okay. At Costa Rica, what was one thing there that really stands out? Like, wow, this is either one of two things: either really different than what's normal back home, or I thought it was going to be this way, and it's that way. Totally different than what you expected. Uh, two things 
come to mind. Okay. One is apparently it's the place in the world to go if you want to see a sloth. And I think the world has lied to me because I was there That's for six true. weeks and I never saw a single one. Oh, you never saw a sloth? Never. So that would be number one. <laughs> the, the other thing, uh, what we really realized when we were in Costa Rica was uh, how simply you can live. And we, and we were there for six weeks. We had one suitcase, suitcase packed. and we For both of you or each? Each. Okay. One suitcase each. That's not a whole lot more than one suitcase for two people. No, I take that back. We shared a suitcase. Oh. And then both had a carry-on. Okay. One so, suitcase yeah, and one, a backpack yep. type thing. And we uh, we didn't even use the majority of what we took. We learned to be real simple and live simply and not be all about the stuff, mm. which we become so much Wonderful. focused on in America. So uh, the simple, simple life that they live there is very appealing. Right on. All right, final four, question number two. In the next 12 months, what are you most excited about? Uh, completing our new house. So we just bought a home in December in historic Somerville. Wonderful. And it's around 120 years old. So Whoa. we've had a lot of restoration to do. And my husband has been working very diligently to get it done. Um, I've been assisting here and there, <laughs> uh, but very excited to get that done and be able to, to celebrate with friends and family and to be right in downtown Somerville. Fantastic. That's awesome. So born here, grew up here, and now you have a house where you want. Absolutely. That's phenomenal. Congratulations. Thank you. Question number three, final four, question number three. What is a parting piece of advice that you'd like to share with the audience? piece of advice to share is find something and do something that you love. Don't settle for a day in and day out job that you're not happy in just because you're able to pay the bills or because you can buy that new shiny car or live in that giant house. Uh, it doesn't do anyone any good if you're unhappy in the job that you have and not able to spend the quality time with those that you love. So find something that you love and make a career out of it. Excellent. Good advice. Good advice. Last final four question. What's the best way for the audience to get in touch with you? Uh, they can reach me online at smoothsailingevents.com. They're welcome to give me a call, find me on Facebook, whatever the most convenient means of communication for them is. I'm happy to respond. All right, bonus round. No advance warning for this. Unlike all the other questions. <laughs> So as you look back over the last year, not counting your house purchase that you bought last year, you know, take that off the table, but what was one thing that you either purchased or something you did where ahead of time, you're like, I'm, I'm nervous, this feels, like I'm, this feels like a splurge. But then in hindsight, you look back, it's like, I'm so glad that I bought this tool, a trip, something, uh, a comfort thing, you know? I think the biggest unknown that we did in the past year that uh, when we embarked upon it, weren't sure about was our, our trip to Costa Rica. Uh, mm -hmm. We were in two and a half weeks uh, noticed, asked to go for a six-week stint. 
which meant um, you know leaving our Whoa. home, leaving our, our in two and a half weeks, gone for six weeks. Right. So we left the family, left the dog, left the kids, left everything for a six week time frame, and it was going to the unknown, mm-hmm. not knowing what it was going to be like there, not having time to do a whole lot of research, and it was probably one of the most enlightening beneficial things and amazing for um for the two of us to do together so it was a a huge surprise as to how um, beneficial it was and how much we enjoyed it and how much of a relief it was to get there and and experience it that's fantastic very good that's great well rachel very glad that you uh gave up some time to be with us on the show today thank you for sharing more than that Thank you for doing what you do, for all the support that the nonprofits get here in Somerville that didn't exist as easily as it does now with you being with Smooth Sailing Events and helping them impact more and more people. Uh, I just, I'm a huge fan. Well, thank you for the opportunity to share today. Thanks, Rachel. Uh, thank you, listeners, for being with us, being with us this week again. Uh, we had Rachel Cole with Smooth Sailing Events coordinating. You can find her online at smoothsailingevents.com. All her contact info is also there and in the show notes. I'm your host, Yaden Smith, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>